You're about to listen to episode 34 of Women Who Kill. If you've been liking what you've heard so far, don't forget to stop by Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes. Leave a rating, leave a review. And if you want to support with some money, best way to do it, join the Women Who Kill Illuminati over on Patreon at patreon.com slash kaichoice. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com, K-A-I-C-H-O-Y-C-E. You'll get access to the VIP archives of the show, and you can also help make sure this thing keeps happening. We also need help uh, with things like paying someone to transcribe episodes, so people who cannot hear can also listen to the show. Let's get into it. Our guest today, very funny human, comedian Shalewa Sharp. Hello. Hey. How are you? I'm great. How are I, you doing? I got you all the way from uh, from New York City. Yeah, yeah. Came out just for this. <laughs> Came in this morning, leaving tonight. Yeah. So before we get into this, do you have anything? Uh, this drops on Monday. Okay. Uh, do you have anything going on anywhere in the world that you would want people to know about? I, uh, I have an album. It's my second album. It's called So You Just Out Here. Okay. Uh, complete with question mark. And um, it's been out since August. And uh, I just uh, am trying to spread the gospel of it. Okay. Um, it is on all of the things where I believe the kids are getting their music these days. Okay. So, uh, Apple Music. Apple Music. And Google Play. The, your Google Play, your Amazon, Spotify. your Spotify. I believe even Tidal. Ooh. Um, I know. I know. For the fancy. I would just love for you guys to check it out. You can stream it if you'd like. You can purchase it if you'd want. Um, but uh, I am very happy with it. And then I'm on... Uh, you know, all of the social medias, your your Twitter, your Instagram, your Venmo, at um Silky Jumbo. Okay. All one word what traditional spelling. It is um for me personally, it is my stripping name. Okay. Uh now am I a stripper? No. Have I ever been? No. Um, but it does speak to the core of me in that I am a larger woman and I like lotion. Oh. And um but most of all it's a type of hair for braids oh okay yeah. i haven't uh had braids yeah i my sister used to get braids and one time she came home with a pack of hair that was the silky jumbo braid oh. for it to be used and i was like oh you I know i like i did as a child but that was a very long you didn't time have ago. any you didn't have any say uh, in it did you no I yeah didn't. i didn't usually. know what it was called they just called it hair mm-hmm. i think Back in the day, it was just called hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like at some point, then they separated like, nope, this is this kind and that kind. And now uh-huh. it is at a level I don't, I truly don't understand. Yeah. I may never get extensions because I know I will buy the wrong kind of hair. I feel guilty for not knowing my curl pattern. I don't know why either. Someone gonna... can tell me, but I also got cowlicks all over the place, so maybe it's a maybe it's like yeah, a hybrid. I don't know. Is it as the number goes up, the ter- the curls get tight? I don't really know the science. I forget I how they figure that out, know. and I never see like an aisle in a store for like just nappy hair. Yeah, and I could <laughs> I could use that. You know, I've seen like mixed and curl, but I just need just straight nappy yeah a straight nappy aisle would be very helpful my hair is so many different textures like when my hair is short like it is right now Mm -hmm. uh like uh when i have i guess what what white people will call a buzz cut sure uh i look like a biracial fireman that's the texture i got going on and then as it grows out it gets uh it gets curlier okay Um, so it's straight for like an inch 
and then then it's curly and then it straightens out again. Oh it's yeah, fucking weird. Yeah, you got a lot going on in there. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. not it's not right. It's not fair, <laughs> and uh, it makes it really difficult for me to find a, more than one hairstyle that works for me. But oh right, yes. Enough about hair. Yes, for sure. Let's talk about murder. <laughs> So today we're going to be talking about Stella Nikel. So Stella was uh, born on August 7th, 1943. Are you in astrology at all? Do you know what sign that makes her? Uh, she was a Leo. She was August a Leo? August 7th? Yeah, she yeah. was a Leo. Is that, is that appropriate, do you think, to her? That is odd because I've seen the list of um, the various serial killers. Yeah. And their signs tend to be... Um, Cancer? Scor- yeah, Cancer. Scorpio. I feel like there are quite a few Scorpios yeah. in there. Oh, uh, yeah. Ted Bundy um, was a Scorpio, right? Yeah. It, it seemed to be maybe Aries? I'm not sure. Okay. Aries are impulsive. Anywho, um, Leo was definitely not on there, and I think that's because I'm a Leo. My mother was a Leo. My sister's a Leo. Whoa. Yeah, it's a lot. And uh, they tend to be um, very, uh, you know, king of the jungle. So... Head of everything. Yeah, so they just kind of wouldn't want to not be the center of attention. And I feel like if you murder someone, the person you've murdered is now the center of attention. Oh, that's And funny. no Leo is going to stand for that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I feel like that, that this, is, this is an odd situation. Oh. Yeah. But who knows what her moon was? You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) So Stella was born in Colton, Oregon. Apparently, her name was originally Stella Maudine Stevenson. Her mom's name was Alva Jo. And her dad was named George. 16 years old is when uh, Stella had her first baby. Yep, that, ooh, that checks, I guess. That feels a little young. A little even for Colton Oregon? Well, yeah. maybe there's nothing there. Well, they grew up with, uh, n- she grew up with not a lot of money, so maybe there was not much to do mm-hmm. except get pregnant. Uh, she got pregnant, ran away to SoCal, of all places. <laughs> got married, had another kid. That kid was Cynthia. And uh, we'll get into more about Cynthia later. Okay. But uh, that's when it all started. And uh, Stella was uh, good at scamming. Yeah, I feel like you have to be. And I feel like also considering the nature of the murder that we will be discussing, right. it would make sense that scamming is in her background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she, uh, in 1968 was, uh, I guess, when she was first started to have big legal problems. Uh, she got convicted for fraud because she was writing bad checks all over the place. Uh, a little bit later, she was charged with uh, beating her kid with a curtain rod. Oh, yeah, that's thinking outside of the box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, at that time it was, what, just switches? <laughs> switches. I think we were switches and belts. Co- uh, extension cords. Extension cords, perhaps. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you know, but um, but we weren't doing curtain rods. That's a, that's a heavy accessory. Yeah, uh, and also not, re- I mean, like, it's not, next to you right and was it just 
in between some home renovations. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, how do you just have a curtain rod at arm's reach if you're not reaching up? Did she she have to take the curtain off and then remove the rod from the wall? And then imagine her still having to be mad at the child while she's doing that. Or maybe (laughs) she made the kid do it, you know, because I grew up like that. Yeah, no, for sure, yeah. That's definitely (laughs) a go outside and cut your switch situation. (laughs) Go get the thing. Yeah. That's going to hurt you. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, Cynthia didn't grow up with a, an, a great childhood. Uh, Stella also did six months in jail for writing bad checks. Mm. Uh, after that, she was also made to go to counseling for being uh, abusive to her kid, uh, got convicted of forgery. She had a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> Very busy. <laughs> that was all by, the, by 1970. Mm-hmm. So, uh, within a, a couple years. 1974. Mm-hmm. Everything changes, but not really. Uh, <laughs> when she meets Bruce, uh, Bruce Nickel, which is a great name. Also, Bruce is such a seventies name. I feel like Bruce is a is a strong name. Yeah, it's definitely a a, a testosterone name. Testosterone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it also it it died out somewhere. I mean, like I don't. I feel like when I was a a kid. There were a lot of adult Bruce's. Yeah. But there was never a child no Bruce. No baby Bruce's. There was never a, a you oh, know, a also tween Bruce. Bruce Banner. Yeah, exact, precisely. Right. The Hulk. Yeah. For those of you who aren't familiar with that. Which is something that was, you know, I, I assume, invented long before the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, it was still, it's just a manly, also the stress of having to be a child with the name Bruce. <laughs> Baby Bruce. You know what I mean? Just like you have to already have like a five o'clock shadow, <laughs> you know. Smoke cigarettes at Yeah, three. with your milk. It's just, a, it's a lot. It's a lot to put, put on a baby. So I feel like maybe that's why they stopped. Yeah. I think they were just seeing all of these manly Bruce men yeah, around. This, and this they were kid's like, already two and doesn't have a job at the iron yeah, so factory. You're probably like, let's just call him Cameron. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Let's not do Bruce. I feel like Bruce might have uh, morphed into uh, Brody. Brody is Brody's snotty. Yeah. But he is also kind of manly. Right. Yeah. Brody also always has a five o'clock shadow. That's true. Brody's usually do. I don't, I don't think I'd trust a clean shaven Brody. <laughs> I would want a Brody to have a little, just a little scruff. Clean shaven Brody works on Wall Street. Yeah. And that's the one you really want to avoid. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want that Brody in your life. So Bruce Nickel worked, uh, I guess, construction, you could say. I don't know what heavy equipment operating entails. Okay. There's lots of heavy equipment right, out there. Right, sure, right. Uh, that's what it's said that he's done. Uh, but he also liked to drink. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And so did Stella. Well, love. Were, <laughs> yeah, so they were a match made in heaven. She's like, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a job and you love drinking. I don't have a job and I also love drinking. Let's make it official. <laughs> <laughs> Two years later, they got married, 1976. And they stayed married for 10 years. Mm-hmm. That is a long time. During that time, Bruce decides, you know what? Uh, oh, they also, uh, I believe... Wait, she had two kids. I couldn't find much information about the second kid. Hmm. I could only find information about uh, Cynthia. 
Cynthia, who some publication found it necessary to mention, uh, grew up to be a beautiful redhead. Oh, well, that's good. What a relief. <laughs> oh, I was so worried. <laughs> so worried. Had a, had a kid, and the kid briefly lived with Stella and Bruce mm-hmm. uh, because Cynthia also uh, understandably had money problems. Well, that happens when you're a beautiful redhead. <laughs> that is going to happen. But uh, she didn't get along with her mom, uh, understandably. Mm-hmm. And they lived in a trailer park. Bruce and Stella lived in one trailer. The trailer next door was Cynthia and her kid. And then the trailer on the other side was Stella's mom. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, you know, if you who she also didn't them. get along with. No, of course not. Of course. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Stella might have been a bit a of, bit a, of pill? a pill. Yeah. A little uh, bit of a pill. Oh, punny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. That just uh, came out. But yeah, I think that's possible. Uh-huh. So during their marriage, Bruce decides he's going to quit drinking. Oh, no. That's the glue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why would you do that? Oh, that's so sad. He just, he wants a better life. Mm-hmm. And his wife is like, uh, uh-uh. No, that's not, that's not why we're together. <laughs> Who am I supposed to? Who am I supposed to go to the bar with when you get off work? So uh, their marriage started to fall apart. Now, some people, and when I say some people, I mean daughter Cynthia, Mm -hmm. say (laughs) that Stella had been trying to figure out how to game this marriage ever since the night of their honeymoon. Oh, all right. That's that scammer background. I mean, it's... Scamming is the type of profession. It, it's going to be the type <laughs> of job where it's hard to put it down. Okay. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. hard to, after a long day's scamming, <laughs> it's going to be hard to like come home and change into like a cardigan and then just be trustworthy <laughs> at home the and cardigan. then just like save the scamming for the streets. It's going to be tough to do. So. I imagine when you've already done a little time for fraud and forgery, you're probably looking at every relationship as a way to get over. Mm. That's that's just what I would assume from scammers. I am not one myself. I just want to make sure I put that out there for all of the authorities listening. (laughs) I am not a scammer myself. All of the authorities listening. (laughs) I would be so honored if there are (laughs) cops. If we're we're cracking cases. Like, what can we get out of this? Just listening with, like, those old school CIA headphones. Oh, yeah. I love it. The brown, the tan ones. Mm -hmm. You know, that they had us... uh, they always had in the AV labs in high school, no yes. matter when you went to high school. Yeah, yeah. They never updated that. <laughs> the tape the tape recorders and tape players are the size of a shoebox. <laughs> and you're like, I, I'm literally carrying a Walkman. <laughs> it's like a quarter of the size. They're like, nope, that's, that's what we use. <laughs> that's what we had the budget for. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Bruce stops drinking and uh, their relationship Starts to fall apart. Stella decides, uh, actually, you know, I'm going to take it back. I said that Stella didn't have a job. She did. Hmm. She worked at SeaTac. Okay. She worked at a Seattle-Tacoma 
International Airport okay. as a security oh, screener. No. That's a terrible idea, right? <laughs> to have a scammer in charge of <laughs> right. Okay, but a security screener that would mean well, this is pre nine eleven. Sure. Very pre. So I have no idea what they even did then. Yeah. I mean, did they even have like x-ray machines or did they go through? I mean, yeah. Did they just make sure that no one was openly carrying weapons into the airport? Perhaps. And I feel like back then, maybe they still (laughs) like just let it go. Like it was mostly just make sure you're well dressed for the flight. That's funny. They're like, is that loaded? No. But flip flops? Not gonna not fly. Gonna, yeah, not to You not. can bring the gun as long as it's not loaded, but you need to be wearing dress <laughs> yeah, shoes. I sir. need I need church shoes out of you, sir. <laughs> and yeah, I feel like that was I feel like it was compared to what we're going through now, extremely lax. Uh-huh. So but uh, I mean it's also probably a chance to go through people's stuff. I wonder if she went through people's shit and like stole things. Oh, for to sure. Sell. Yeah, that's a that's a current that's a timeless scam. <laughs> As anyone who's flown enough will probably tell you, that's definitely where you just all of a sudden get a tag. You get a tag on your checked bag, and it's just like, yeah, something looks suspicious. And it's like, huh, where's my, where's, <laughs> where's my, my Vicodin? St- yeah, what happened? Where's, <laughs> where's my stuff? Yeah. So I could see where that would be um, tempting to a scammer. That's why you should always have uh, never get new luggage. Oh yeah. Because I feel like the newest looking luggage is what they're going to want to look through. Because they think that you are just... Because luggage is expensive. Oh, okay. And if you can buy new luggage, then you could probably afford Afford. to carry valuable things in it. Yeah, possibly. I wonder if there's a certain kind of like color you should get that would deter... Because, you know, I mean, uh, the bags are all basically black or gray or gray green. Yeah. Or just kind of that. And then maybe there's a pop of color. But now with these new suitcases Mm -hmm. that to me look like the old Samsonite suitcases. Oh, but they were all green or yellow, right? Yeah. Yeah. And also that was of the time everything was avocado or goldenrod. Right. I love that time. Really? I I do. I love those colors. I love um, a a nice orange. I like a goldenrod. I like an avocado green and just brown and tan. Uh Also, I tend to buy most of my artwork from thrift stores. That's so. If I like needlepoint, I'm going to have to like those colors. (laughs) I don't know which came first, the thrift store or the, you know, uh, preference for that. Uh But it has all just become one now. So, yeah. Mm. So those were kind of the color. I I wonder if there's like a a current color. Like if you see someone's bag and it's like, like I have a bag that's orange. But I've had it for a long time. It's beat the hell up. No one really goes through it. Yeah. But I wonder if you have like a new like, oh, this is roses or this has so-and-so's face on it or something mm. like that. You're like, oh, yeah, they definitely have something expensive in there because that's a new expensive bag. Oh, you know, those people who have like Louis, Louis luggage. Why would like, you come with a whole trunk of blue? That's right? just just put the money on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> like just tape it to the outside. Why are we even doing this? <laughs> I'm surprised those people don't get their their entire luggage stolen. Just gone. Just absolutely gone. Why sell what's in it when you can sell, sell the, the thing? thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, their clothes just come out in just a trash bag. <laughs> They're like, we just went ahead and took care of the whole, the whole train 
set for you. We got the whole thing. <laughs> Imagine seeing your shit come out of the around <laughs> yeah, on the carousel just, in a trash bag yeah, with your name on like, it. <laughs> and you still struggle to lift it up. That's my that's my issue. <laughs> so so that was Stella's job. <laughs> okay. All right. Um she in in nineteen eighty six, something happened. Well, this is the thing. This mm-hmm. is the thing that happened. They'd been married for uh 10 years Mm -hmm. they'd known each other for 12 years bruce comes home from a long day operating heavy machinery yep right (laughs) the vegas jobs (laughs) (laughs) and has a headache Mm -hmm. Uh, his wife says hey why don't you take four extra strength excedrin do they even make excedrin anymore what i think they do Do they they do yeah i for i Forget which one it is, you know. It's the yellow with the brown writing. Right? Yeah, but they do because they have like migraine strength. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, it's like marketed just for headaches. Oh, okay. As opposed to the other one. Oh, maybe because are... it has. I think it has. Uh, does it have caffeine in it? I think yeah, caffeine is supposed to. Yes, be good it's for supposed migraines? to be good for migraines. Yeah, so it's like ibuprofen and caffeine mixed together. I think or something so. Like I that? think it's ibuprofen. Yeah. Okay. But it's definitely caffeine is in it. Okay. Yeah. So he took uh, four Excedrin, collapses. Mm, yeah. He's rushed to Harborview Medical Center. They can't revive him. He dies. And uh, they say, hey, uh, too bad Bruce had emphysema. Almost a week later, a woman named Susan Snow, mm-hmm. 40 years old. She's uh, from Auburn, manages a bank takes two extra strength excedrins because she has a headache mm-hmm. before going to work. Understandable, because banks open so early. <laughs> I guess so. Her. And also you're dealing with people, which is rough enough, and yeah. their money, Yeah, and that's highly stressful. You're the thing standing between them and the reason they live and you got to be a certain type of person to ask to speak to the manager at a bank right right and so you have to be a certain type of person to even be the manager yeah at a bank and that um you can do that outwardly but then you're exhausted yeah yeah so she took two excedrin her husband by the way also took two from the same bottle Mm because he had arthritis okay she leaves the house her husband leaves the house 6.30 in the morning, their 15-year-old daughter finds Susan on the floor in the bathroom. No pulse. Barely a pulse. Mm -hmm. She's rushed to the hospital. Same hospital, Harborview Medical Center. And uh, she dies that same day. Never wakes up. Mm. Now, they did an autopsy on Susan. Okay. And one thing that stood out to the medical examiner was a smell of bitter almonds. Oh, uh, that old chestnut. Bitter almonds. Mm-hmm. For those of you unfamiliar, characteristic of cyanide. It's why I don't eat almonds. <laughs> also because I do not like almonds. I really want to be on board, but... But, I mean, it also... I, I, when I smell it, 
because I don't eat them, uh-huh. I smell. I'm you're like ah poison. I'm like oh nope yeah that's gonna kill you. It's like <laughs> it's literally a bag of almonds. I'm like I mean cyanide or not, it's gonna kill you. <laughs> Better safe than sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so the authorities went ahead and uh, searched her house. Went through the medicine cabinet. I'm assuming found a bottle of Excedrin. They test it and they find that it was a pretty full bottle. There were three to four capsules containing cyanide left in the bottle. Mm -hmm. So that's terrifying. Yeah. And her husband is very lucky. Very lucky. Super lucky. Because he was probably taking them every day. If he had arthritis, he was probably taking them on a fairly regular basis. Just to get moving. Yeah. Obviously, the case hits the news. Mm -hmm. Bristol Myers freaks out. They're like, we don't know what's going on. They recall all of the Excedrin Mm -hmm. that's on the shelves. Everyone's freaking out, wondering if if someone at the factory is poisoning bottles. A bunch of the drug companies banded together and offered a reward, a $300,000 reward, to find the person responsible. Okay. Turns out, shortly after they got married, Stella took out a life insurance policy on Bruce. That paid out, I believe, $75,000 with a rider for an additional $100,000 if the death was found to be accidental. Oh. And keep in mind, this is like 1970s money. Right. So it's about a quarter more than that, right? Yeah. Maybe like $200,000. Closer to that. Yeah. At this point, doctors think Stella's husband died of natural causes, mm-hmm. emphysema, which would mean that life insurance policy is only worth that $75,000. Right. Once these poisonings hit the news, Stella goes, oh shit, I have proof now that maybe his death was accidental. Because this woman died from taking these pills. Mm-hmm. The same pills that he took. Right. I'm going to be rich. Stella goes to the cops and is like, hey, I think that poison bottle killed my husband. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I just pictured a poison bottle like dressed in black <laughs> and breaking into a house and then killing, like stabbing her husband <laughs> For over the course of like two weeks, because it's a because po- it's a bottle uh-huh. and it's a very small knife it's carrying, just as he's sleeping, just trying to stab him over and over, and make a hole big enough for him to gradually die from. She actually she went to the cops and said, "Hey, you know what? My husband died out of nowhere. He took some pills from a bottle of extra strength Excedrin, and you're saying." That's the same stuff that killed this lady. The cops are like, okay, lady, whatever you say, show us the bottle you have. We'll test it. Mm-hmm. By the way, Paul, who was the, the husband of the woman who died, Paul Webking and Stella both filed wrongful death lawsuits. Okay. Sure. Against Bristol Myers. Right. The FDA went to the Excedrin plant. Mm. They inspected the whole fucking plant where that particular lot had been purchased. Uh, but they couldn't find any traces of cyanide. So at this point, there's no evidence 
that the poisoning occurred in the plant. Right. Nonetheless, they recalled all of their Excedrin capsules. So, okay, timeline. Late May is when Stella's husband dies. Okay. Early June is when Susan dies. A few weeks later is when the recall happens. June 19th is when Stella comes forward to the cops and says that maybe her husband was accidentally poisoned. Mm -hmm. The day before she came forward was when they had uh, issued the official recall. About a week later, June 24th, someone finds a contaminated bottle of Anacin 3, which is a completely different drug. Yeah, that's like aspirin. At the same store where Susan had bought her Excedrin. So, three days after that, the state of Washington puts a 90-day ban on the sale of all non-prescription medication. Wow. Also, can I just say, I have not heard the name Anison 3 since I was like 10 years old. Yeah, I don't even know if it's, a, if it's even a I thing. I don't know if they make Anison anymore. If they do, you are in the world's oldest drugstore. <laughs> It's just been on the shelf since then. Yeah, it's for sure. If you can even read the label, if it hasn't faded from sunlight. Or you're like in another country, right? Oh, and well, Anison 3 is, uh, it's similar to Tylenol. I thought it was aspirin. I think it. Like a mix of aspirin and something else. Codeine? Well, usually when the 3 is added to to a pill, Pill's name, it has a little, just a little, just like a little splash, just a skosh. (laughs) Just a skosh of coating? Yeah, you know, like the the Tylenol 3 in the hospital. Okay. Yeah, that, it has just a, just a titch of coating. So it might still be available, but just not over the counter anymore. Yeah, right, yeah, that's possible. (laughs) Ah, the good old days when you could buy cocaine and coating at the drugstore. Yeah, I just hadn't heard that in so long, but I, I would see how that, Around the time that I stopped hearing about Anison was also around the time that, you know. Maybe when they pulled it off the shelves, they just kept it off the shelves. As they might have. So the Anison 3 was found. At this point, things are looking extra fishy. They examined the bottle in the lab. They found that there was indeed cyanide in the bottle, but there were also uh, little pieces of green stuff. Okay. And uh, they were trying to figure out what this green stuff was. Turns out it was something called algae destroyer. An algicide. Like? That you would put in fish, fish tanks. tanks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. To, uh-huh. to prevent algae from building up in the tank. Now, guess who had an aquarium at yeah, home? Yeah, don't say. Really? Stella had an aquarium at home. Of course she did. Ugh. At this point, they haven't made that connection. Mm-hmm. But they did ask Stella and Paul Webkin to both take polygraph tests. Right. Because they had to be sure that that these spouses didn't die from foul play. Right. Also, Stella told the cops that she had two bottles of contaminated Excedrin Mm -hmm. and that she had purchased the bottles at different stores 
at different times. Mm -hmm. Which if she would have just said, I bought them both at the same time off the shelf, would have been much more likely. Yeah, right. Highly unlikely that out of millions of bottles, four were found to be tainted and one woman had two of them. Yeah, (laughs) that's not a good look. (laughs) That is so not a good look. Oh, Stella. So they made her take a polygraph test, which she uh, refused several times because she was uh, blasted out of her mind drunk. Uh, Oh, sure. And then she finally agreed, failed it. Uh, Paul passed her flying colors. Of course. So at this point, they're like, okay, we got to look into this this Stella lady Mm -hmm. uh, who we haven't considered looking into the second she came to us when we saw all of her priors. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, I guess they didn't really think um, forgery would be applicable to science. <laughs> um, so I could see where it would make it would take them a while to make that connection. Yeah. So they find out that Stella has taken out $176,000 in life insurance money. Mm-hmm. They also found out that the day that Bruce died, Stella had been seen trying to convince doctors that it was not emphysema that had killed him. Oh, oh, Stella. She was trying to prove that it was, quote unquote, accidental from the very beginning, but no one thought anything of it. They were able to find out where the algae destroyer came from. It was sourced to a local fish store. And it turns out that not only were two of the signatures on uh, Bruce's life insurance policies forged. Oh, man. But the algae destroyer had become mixed in with the cyanide because she had used the same container to mix both substances. So, okay, here's, this is a lesson for all of you. Wash your dishes. Wash, come on now, be neat about your, your, your Your chemical based (laughs) murders. If we're gonna, you know, we gotta be cleaner out here with this, especially, (laughs) I mean, I'll hand it to her. It was probably the best that she could do before the era of CSI. <laughs> but we we have too many TV shows telling us what to do. We all know about the, the spray that comes up in the black light. Like, we make jokes about this now. <laughs> we got to be better with it. Uh-huh. If you're out there and you're planning a murder, one, I don't want to know about it. Two, be real clean. Like, switch out the gloves Be often. kind, rewind. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Wipe things through. So even though she failed the polygraph test Mm -hmm. and they could prove that the tainted bottles were mixed with the substance that she was uh, proven to have bought, Mm -hmm. it was not considered enough evidence to pin the crime on her because they didn't find any cyanide in her place. In her possession. Okay. January 1987. Cynthia enters the chat. <laughs> she heard about this $300,000 reward uh-huh. from Bristol Myers and says, you know what? Uh, maybe I should have said this before, but my mom had talked about wanting my uh, stepdad dead a lot. <laughs> a lot. 
He was boring. She didn't like that he was sober. Uh, he liked to stay home and watch TV instead of getting blackout drunk with her. And she tried to poison him before, but failed. Oh, wow. Okay. Cynthia said that she saw her mom checking out books from the library about poisons. They subpoena the library. They find not only did she check out and never return a book about cyanide. Oh, oh, man. Her fingerprints were all over a bunch of books about how to make poison, Mm -hmm. how to poison people, which plants are poisonous. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a plant-based. Yeah, it's very timely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, vegan, vegan poisons. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and that was enough to try her. Mm-hmm. Who checks out a book and doesn't return it? What a terrible person. I mean, uh, lots of people do. <laughs> and I know you're out there, and this is a safe space, uh, and we see you. And try to get it back. Come on, it's a free book. Give it back. Yeah, yeah. But definitely, it's not a, if you're going to check out, I hope she was doing the thing where she's checking out one book on poison and then like, well, not even like a cookbook, but I mean like a, you know, like a historical fiction. You know what I mean? Just something that has nothing to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Something (laughs) else. And so that it's not just like. All right, this lady checked out a book about arsenic and Italian food. <laughs> so someone should keep an eye on her. Yeah, just a, a very a smarter uh, menagerie of things, I hope, is what she was checking out. So she got indicted almost a year after she became a prime suspect. She was indicted on five counts of product tampering, which was new. Mm. She was the first person to be indicted on a federal level with murder charges related to product tampering. So she was charged with the death of Susan Snow. She was charged with the death of her husband, Bruce Nickel. Arrested the same day she was charged. She went on trial a few months later, April of 88. And it took the jury five days to find her guilty. Of all charges. Well, you know, she, were you going to get into how she even came up with the? Sure. There was a case most commonly known as the Chicago Tylenol murders. Mm -hmm. 1982, uh, several people were poisoned in uh, the Chicago metropolitan area from taking Tylenol brand acetaminophen capsules that had been laced with cyanide. Seven people died. Yeah. And um, that was just in the air for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Because during that time, yeah, I definitely, I would have been like entering my teen years or something. And so that was just like, we're, we don't, we don't do Thailand. We don't, I mean, not that you could get it for a while. And but they never just, caught the person who did it. No, no. So it was just, that was, it, it almost it was talked about so much that even though it clearly happened and people died, um, it almost reached a level of like, 
did this really happen in the same way that like razor blades and apples huh? for Halloween uh-huh. happened? It, it was on that level of just like oh, pure wow. paranoia. Yeah. You didn't, I, I can't think of how many times I just heard through my youth, you know, my friend's parents just like, yeah, no, we don't mess with Tylenol. Uh, we don't do Tylenol. Like it's it couldn't have aspirin. been done to any drug. Yeah, exactly. Just nope. Tylenol's the one. It's the it's the tainted one. <laughs> it's like, but I mean, there's other. You think this the poisoner has brand loyalty? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like nope. I only I I like the <laughs> acetaminophen, acetaminophen, and um, yeah. So it's just it's it was wild when I read about this woman and just how she. She latched onto that. Yeah. Because she figured that she could use the fear that people had over that. Yeah. And, and you, and ex- expand it to another brand. Right. Also the fact that they never caught anyone. So no one would ever suspect her. Because yeah. It, Cause it's like, happened before. Right. Yeah. So I could see where, when that popped off her, the, the scamming section of her brain just lighting up yeah just the synapses. she's like if this person didn't get caught why would i ever get yeah caught? why would i yeah absolutely let's let's take down a, a cedron <laughs> and this <laughs> is the reason why now all prescription or all non-prescription painkillers have, have the the childproof top and, and then the, the label foil and then the, yeah and then the cotton all of that yes yeah, well, yeah. For sure, that is why. Because I mean, it used to only be the cotton, right? But anybody and just to pop, you yeah, just pop, just pop the cap the right off. Open. Yeah, so that is that's why sometimes you can't open it, and then why they then had to switch for people with arthritis to a very easy open cap. And now <laughs> I was just like, well, we're back at square. I mean, all right, uh-huh. guys, I guess. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, it's not bad enough to have arthritis. Yeah, and then you got to try to press. And I can get poisoned? Come on. Yeah, all of that just to get to your poison. <laughs> Make it easy for me to get to my sign-up. <laughs> so she was sentenced to 90 years for each murder. Wow. That feels like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but uh-huh. 2018, she became eligible for parole. Okay. 75 years old. All right. And for some reason, she is housed. I, I, I want to say housed. housed. I don't even want to say incarcerated because right. she is in a minimum security women's facility. Okay. Good for her. Good for her. <laughs> She's currently at Federal Correctional Institution. In Dublin, not Ireland. No. In the Bay Area. Oh, okay. All right. Well, good. You know, Cynthia could still see her if I, they <laughs> had that kind of relationship, which I have a feeling they don't. I don't know. Cynthia is hopefully far Hopefully far she got all that money, all that reward money. Yeah. Uh, Stella, in addition to serving that time, had to give the remainder of the money that she had oh, left from, mm-hmm. from the life insurance policy to the family of Susan Snow. Yeah, that's fair. That <laughs> feels fair. Yeah. I think that's not bad. I mean, she couldn't take it with her anyway. No, no. Like, I mean, he could go to commissary, but. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine just like, no, I'm, I'm going to be taking this bag, <laughs> this bag with a dollar sign printed on the outside of it. No, that's, I'm taking that in with me. Yeah. You know, I don't need to check it. Stella, Stella got greedy and got caught. Yep. That's usually what happens. Fre- future murderers out there, don't get greedy. 
But also don't kill people. Also don't kill people. I should have started with that. Don't even try. Don't. Yeah. But again, if you're going to, because I don't know your heart. um, That's a picture of a how smiley she was when she was after she was convicted <laughs> looking like divine oh yeah well i mean that was the, the time the eyebrows <laughs> there was no escaping it so stella has maintained her innocence oh sure since the beginning yeah of course you, if you can't believe in yourself. <laughs> um. <laughs> and uh, she is the reason why they passed the Federal Anti-Tampering Act. 